0: Yes, what is good? You are tuned into Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth-led radio station. My name's Gerns and welcome to Mango Masala, the South Asian show. Um, Unfortunately, it's just me here today. I'm on my own sermon. In fact, I don't even know if there's anyone literally around Pi Radio. Like, it's pretty dead, not gonna lie. (laughs) Um, But that doesn't mean we can't have a good show. Got a lot of interesting stuff lined up for today going to be discussing the latest news giving you the latest music and then for the latter half of the show we're going to be playing through the entirety of Hera's new EP Virgo as well as hearing from him on the creative process so you definitely want to stick around for that I think one thing to say about Hera as well as as well as him being like a like really nice guy and that i think everyone who we've had on the show i've enjoyed their music and it's been really good music but i think with Hera, it's like it's in it's different because it's like it's the first person who has been very much in tune with the type of music that i would normally go to listen to anyway so i think that's why like literally listening to the whole of this virgo ep like definitely stick around for that because personally might go as far as to say it's my favorite piece of music we played so far i don't know we'll have to stick around and see if you agree with that but yeah that'll be four to five but until then i'm gonna be discussing the latest news giving you the latest music so I, how are you guys doing anyway because like it's locked down still but 12th of april we're gonna come out of it semi like non-essential retail and all that and honestly the thing i'm most looking forward to is being able to get a proper haircut like unless you're watching on Streamyard right now which i think even then that like, the quality is not as that as good but i literally look like you know that in tv show um or film where not bugs Malone, but the one where all of the kids are like adult sort of thing and there's that kid i think his name begins with a or something and he has this really like stick up hair like that's literally what mine is like because i obviously used to have like a skinhead before and now it's growing out a bit um so yeah i need to get to a hairdresser asap because honestly it's looking very um let's just say in between phases right now but yeah hopefully 12th of april return to some sense of normalcy you can go like the big garden with your mates again um yeah fingers crossed this is on the way out um obviously thinking about other news um we got the news yesterday around midday that unfortunately um the queen's husband prince philip aka the duke of edinburgh has passed away um And obviously, condolences go out to the Queen. I think regardless of your stance on the monarchy, etc., I'm never going to, like, celebrate someone dying or be happy someone's dying, regardless of whether I agree with the monarchy or not. And, yeah, obviously, condolences go out. And I think, as you probably recognise from previous episodes of this show, we probably could go into a load of um, critique of Prince Philip's past... um, actions and what he was involved with and things he said but i think regardless of what someone's done i think straight after they die we'll save it for another day guys like the wound's still fresh like they'll just leave them be r.i.p prince philip moving on but there is some news relating to that which we can discuss and critique so this morning i think it was also shout out to lucky roy singh who Put me onto this um they tagged us in their Instagram story and that's how I found out about this but I think it was this morning on BBC News um Andrew Marr who is a renowned journalist and um, he always does all like the um head of election interviews all of that stuff so he's like a very respected figure right and he was appearing on BBC News and was talking about um Prince Philip um in light of his death and he was basically like i think he's done a few um series on the queen before so i think they're quite like chummy and he's obviously a big fan and i think he was saying about how how much prince philip was like the queen's right hand man literally in terms of he was always around he was always um by her side sort of thing But it was the phrasing of this that has ruffled a few feathers. Now, I'm just going to play it now and see what you think.
1: He was always two steps behind, you know, like an Indian bride, as they say. He was always standing behind.
0: Right. So if you didn't catch that, he said he was always two steps behind, like an Indian bride, as they say now let's just let's just unpack this right so like an indian bride they say obviously that could possibly mean that he's just saying oh indian brides are always obedient and following behind like a dog sort of thing like what like that could be what he's saying but we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt and think he's probably referring to um a part of the hindu wedding ceremony known as um also known as um which is basically where um if you don't know the husband and groom go around the um fire basically seven times and it's, it's at the very end of the wedding ceremony and at the end of it they're officially husband and wife now That obviously, I think this is what Andrew Marr was referring to when he was saying about two steps behind, in terms of when you're going around the um, fire, like, there's always like two steps behind, sort of thing. But if we look into what actually is part of this ceremony, a lot of the time, the woman will actually be the one to be leading the man. And also, either that or they'll like do half and half and switch around halfway through. So it's kind of like, you don't really know what you're talking about and you're just using this um stereotypical phrase to kind of you're talking about it in the wrong way like i'm just like but what? why why was that the first thing that came to your mind he followed her around like an indian bride like what like it's very colonial language and i think the thing that's worrying as well is like as he has he said as they say who, who's they like i'm very interested because when i found out about this news i looked it up and i was seeing like oh is, is this a phrase i've never heard this before i couldn't find anything on google so either andrew ma has made this phrase up on the spot or he uses this phrase commonly amongst his friends and whatnot in which case who are these friends and why are they still using this very backwards colonial language like uh, i just i don't understand like literally like it's like what i'm saying now like we're not like going into prince Philip's like past associations with that we'll save that for another day when um as even if you don't like him people are still in mourning so we'll respect that But Andrew Marr is literally bringing this upon himself. Why did you have to say that? Like, obviously, people are going to be riled up by that. Like, honestly, like, let's just look on Twitter. Like, see what people are actually saying about this. Andrew Marr. Yeah, who is they in this scenario? The BBC's Andrew Marr reaching over for the Oriol orientalist lexicon of racist stereotypes to praise prince phillips yeah literally like if you don't know actually you're not actually meant to use the word oriental to describe um it's quite commonly used to describe east asian people but the whole reason why you're not meant to use that is because oriental as a term basically means um this far off um unknown land and discovering it and like this there's a whole lot of colonial mindset behind it so but this in this academic sense this is what they're saying it's like this whole idea of like britain venturing into the unknown and um uh, creating civilization that wasn't civilization before and it's just like dearie me well to people saying the indian brides i know disagree with you is this appropriate thing for my to say no it's not appropriate for him to say as they say, is it just me that has never heard anyone say, like an Indian bride, two steps behind before? Yeah, like, literally, who who said this? Like, honestly, oh, I don't know, man. And it's just like, this is BBC News. Same people, like, or the same institutions that are saying institutional ra- ra- racism doesn't exist last week. Now we have this, and then there'll be a new thing next week. And it's just... It's exhausting, man. Like honestly, well, as people said, Andrew Marr trying to break the internet by saying this. Oh yeah, he was also he was speaking to a South Asian woman when he was saying this. Like, what? <laughs> ugh. I can't be bothered, man. Honestly, like, ugh. if you haven't already seen the clip, go and watch it. But otherwise. I don't really have anything much more to say on the topic right coming on to the next bit of news i'm not gonna lie guys it's not <laughs> it's not exactly upbeat today but we're gonna have a bit of fun later on listening to heroism eps so bear with us um i to talk a bit about the um french um hijab ban and what that actually is so just to first of all educate you guys and give you guys a bit of background on what is actually being proposed in france at the moment so on the 30th of march 2021 as part of the proposed separatism bill the french senate voted in favor of the prohibition um, in the public space of any conspicuous religious sign of minors say that again Prohibition in the public space of any conspicuous religious sign by minors and of any dress or clothing which would signify an interiorization of women over men. Basically meaning that no one one under the age of 18 is going to be allowed to wear their um, hijab, which is obviously um, part of the Islamic faith. Um, If you don't know, this is a religious veil which is worn by Muslim women Um, in the presence of any male outside of her immediate family. It's largely worn as a means of maintaining modesty and privacy from these men. Now, the other measures included in this separatism bill or proposed bill would include the banning of um, hijabi mothers from accompanying school trips and the banning of burkinis at public swimming pools. Um, Now, these laws aren't actually in effect yet. They first need to be confirmed by the National Assembly. But basically, they're on that way. They're they're on the way to being um, confirmed. Um, And it's just... There is actually so much to unpack here, right? So, first of all, just for context, the age of consent, as in sexual consent, in France currently, is... 15 right so if this law comes into place it will be legal for a teenage girl at 15 to decide that she wants to have sex but she will have to wait until she's 18 to decide whether she wants to wear a hijab or not like what (laughs) like how does that make any logical sense like And it just says a lot doesn't it about like what is determined as um oppression and what is not like to give a bit of context as well like france has quite like a negative history of this type of thing um especially in regards to the islamic faith so they banned face fails in public schools in 2004 bringing in a complete ban of them in 2010 and then Also, I remember this because at the time I was literally like, what? Like, in 2016, there was obviously um, a terrorist attack, an Islamist um, terrorist attack in um, Nice, um, in France, um, where I think it was a truck drove into a load of people during a um, special day. And in response to that, a load of um, French authorities decided that the way they were going to respond to this was banning the burkini at like their local beaches and I remember just being like wait what like even if we were going to entertain the idea that um restricting elements of the Islamic faith is the way forward why are you starting with burkini's like literally like w- w- what relevance does that have like if it is literally women so right so, you have to wear, I don't know about this in most of Europe, actually, because they have a lot of nudist beaches, don't they? But, like, for the most part, you have to wear a swimming costume to maintain a level of modesty, right? But if you wear a burkini, which covers your arms, your hair, and your legs, etc., that's too much. Like, like what? Like, I, I don't understand, like, the logic behind this. And it's so ironic as well, because obviously, in light of COVID, um obviously face masks have been basically enforced worldwide to prevent the spread of it so in france when this um, legislation was actually passed like what, forcing people to wear face masks you have to wear a face mask otherwise you get fined but then if you wear a full face covering um, if you're um, a muslim of the islamic faith and you want to do that you can get fined for that because if you wear the niqab then you can actually like get fined for that like it's crazy like i don't understand (laughs) like i'm just looking at some like responses to it as well so at muslim girl on twitter tweeted the french senate just banned girls under 18 and accompanying mothers from wearing hijab in schools yeah that's the thing as well like what like why can't they go on school trips like what is your reasoning for that i don't understand. The obsession with how we dress has nothing to do with liberation and everything to do with control and hate this is what oppression really looks like for muslim women literally like their argument for this is basically oh making young girls um, wear the hijab is a form of oppression but if they want to wear it that's not oppression and also surely you literally dictating that they can't wear it is oppression like you're, like, putting two and two together and getting five again. Like, they're seeing a common, repeated, um, illogical nature here. Whilst people tweeted, At Apollo the Bard tweeted, The hijab is not a threat. It's purely part of religious identity. The French Senate has no authority to ban something that does no harm whatsoever. Literally, like, this is what I was saying before. Like, why are you, like... Again, like, I'm not saying that we should entertain the idea of curtailing parts of the Islamic faith anyway, but even if you were going to go down that route, why are you starting with the hijab? Like, literally, what what sense does it make? Like, literally... At, yes, I'm hot in this, <laughs> tweeted, um, I know this ban hasn't been passed into law yet, but the fact that the majority of French Senate voted in favour of the ban preventing women from under the age of 18 from wearing a hijab is telling, I'm praying for my hijabi sisters in France. Literally, and there's a cartoon here, and it's basically saying, French people, we don't want others to control what you wear. You can wear whatever you want. Young um, Muslim girl, I want to wear a hijab. French people, ha 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 ha, no literally like that, that's literally what the conversation is it does not make any sense right at Safi safifesi has tweeted um the french state policing muslim women's bodies goes hand in hand with their violent colonial history they did it to women in colonized algeria and they're continuing their violent misogynistic islamophobic efforts in 2021 like, yeah, like, I know we're like meant to be a bit restricted in what we're saying, but I find it very hard to believe that the thinking behind this is not Islamophobic because, like, surely you guys at home are listening to this and thinking, like, how does this make any sense whatsoever? Like, there's no good, there's no logic behind it, like, honestly. And you know what was very telling as well? I, I, when I realised, right, this is what we're going to talk about today, I went on um, YouTube to see what people were saying about it. And literally, I typed, like, a few keywords into YouTube. And the first video that comes up is a video from four years ago um, on Good Morning Britain. And li- literally, it's not even the content. Like, the actual title is Piers, Mug- Piers Morgan um, Debates Headscarf Banning with Muslim Women and it's the same thing as i was talking about last week like why is it that whenever we give a platform to talking about forms of racism we always give it to white people like this isn't me saying that white people can't participate in the conversation at all or that you can't listen but surely the emphasis should be on listening. Just like we live in a patriarchal society, we live in a society where white people do have inherent privileges and are generally better off. So, like, why wouldn't you want to sit back and listen? Not debate, listen. And then, like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. But one thing that I did find when I was looking for, um, content was i found a clip from i think his name's um trevor noah he's quite famous in um, america and so he actually had someone on his show um a woman wearing a hijab and she actually literally shut down any argument anyone has against women wearing the hijab in like less than 30 seconds so just give this a listen i just want to ask you another question though i yes. know you're the guy asking me when you talk about oppression yes. when we talk about oppression i think that The concept's really important and interesting, because oppression means the taking away of someone's power, right? What hijab does is it basically privatizes women's sexuality. That's essentially what it does. So what are we saying when we say that by taking
1: away or privatizing a woman's sexuality, we're oppressing her? What does that mean? What is that saying about the source of a woman's power?
0: We're saying that a woman is only strong if she's sexy in public? Yeah Did I get it? Yes! 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 Oh Yes, well done, Trevor Noah, for doing the absolute least possible. But anyway, um if you just heard what she said there it is, like why is it that we have to have a blueprint for what it means to be a strong woman? Like being a strong and again, this is gonna sound ironic because obviously I'm not a woman, but let me let me let me tell you about this. I'm on my own, guys. Like, I want to give light to this issue. Um if if I could hand it over to Halima or Simra Nutsaki, I would do, but they're not here. So I'm just gonna talk about myself. But why is it that we need to have a blueprint for what being a strong woman is, right? Like if you want to um be like revealing or like sexy or whatever and that's how you find strength and do that if you find strength in modesty do that like why is it that men or like for the most part are telling women how to do this like it's actually it is definitely i think islamophobia at the heart of this but also intersectionality comes into play when you talk about sexism as well like honestly <sighs> I mean, I want to say France, get your act together, but then I'm also, like, we're not exactly the best. I mean, look at literally what I was talking about before with Andrew Mar this morning, like... It's, I mean, it actually is exhausting, guys. Like, I'm just a bit fed up of it. Like, catch me on a flight out of here anytime soon. Like, that was one thing that was kind of um funny, actually. Like, I'm not saying that I found the tweets funny, but... um. A lo- there was a lot of um, polar opposites on Twitter yesterday in light of Prince Philip's death. So some people were obviously going along the lines of RIP, so sad, whatever. And then the other side of it was being totally savage. Like, there was so much on there. I was be like, oh my gosh. But um, it was funny because some people were tweeting like, yeah, we're going to get him deported for tweeting this. And I was like, you know what? Like... Yeah, it's a it's a risk. I'm not gonna lie, in this day and age, yeah, it is a risk. And someone actually did like a fake Twitter account and then um, they pretended to be in Pretty Patel. <laughs> and then someone quote tweeted it saying, like, man, I actually nearly deleted my tweets because I got so scared after seeing this. Like, it's it's funny to find humour in that and it also is literally like it 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 it's a reality for people. Like <sighs> And some man out there still want to say that racism doesn't exist. You know what? I don't understand. Like, we need to bring good vibes back. So on that note, I'm going to play a bit more music. This is a new track that came out um, Thursday, I believe. And it's by Sam and Prit again. Um, if you don't know them, they are two up-and-coming um Tamil artists. Um, they've previously collaborated before on Smoke and Mirrors. And I'm just a bit, like not gonna lie guys like sam and prit if you're watching this like i actually ship it like you know what i mean like you you keep on teasing us like you naughty naughty you're teasing me <laughs> like in all seriousness literally you keep on not music videos but like visualizers you keep on uploading these visualizers and these songs in which are very obviously flirting very obviously like catching feels like he he like i'm just like are you together or are you not? I need confirmation. And if so, if, if you're not, why? Because why are you teasing us with all this, like, content? Like, you're literally, like, the up-and-coming, like, um, I don't know, like, jar rule in the shanty type thing. Like, you can't tease us like that and then expect us not to ship it. So i want confirmation on that actually this is 365 by sam and Prit. now we're approaching four o'clock which is going to be the time at which we start playing here as new ep virgo and listen a bit about what he has to say about the creation process all of that now obviously if you don't know virgo is a star sign so i thought what can i do um ahead of listening to this um I found myself a good old buzzfeed quiz because they do loads of stuff on, like zodiacs and that so i'm actually going to do a quiz now um based on a sleepover actually because i haven't had a sleepover in like literally like i don't know 15 20 years <laughs> but um this quiz is called it's kind of weird but we know what your zodiac sign should be based on the sleepover you plan now I don't... I'm going to put it out there, guys. Like, I'm not really one to, like, follow all this Zodiac stuff. But for the sake of this quiz, I'm actually a Libra. So take that and do with it what you will. Right. First, where will you sleep? In a trampoline, in a cool fort, in a crawl space, basement, outside under the stars, my room. Um... I think basement. Ba- if, you, if you've got a basement, like and, like, you can turn that into, like, your own kind of den, that's really cool, so, yeah, who's invited, my whole friendship group, just my best friend, few friends, all my friends, pretty much everyone at school, the ghost who lives in my attic, I actually live in a building that was on, um, Britain's most, um, haunted, <laughs> um, so I'm gonna choose the ghost who lives in my attic, what for dinner, um, soup, chick-fil-a, burgers, tacos, pizza, pasta, uh, I think Chick-fil-A probably has the most, like, kind of variant, so I'm just going to do that. Dessert. Then i go for ice cream. I like a bit of ice cream. Pick a snack. Granola, crisps, fruit, popcorn, trail mix, fries. I mean, I'm allergic to trail mix. Um, I'm just going to go for crisps. Pick an activity. wee <laughs> Pod. Um, Would you rather mash light as a feather? Paranoia. Ah, oh, paranoia. That's funny, actually. Um yeah i've played that before if you don't know that's basically where like you whisper something and then the person says what you said it what what you said is about but then they have to like down the drink in order to find out what you said it, it's a good game to play pick a movie to watch probably harry potter time for a midnight snack um don't really want any of these sweets they've got to offer so i'm just gonna choose twizzlers what time will you go to bed see this is the problem with sleepovers right i if you go sleepover, i want to stay up like the whole night right i want to like proper enjoy it and everyone always just kind of crashes at like 12 and i'm always just a bit disappointed so i'm gonna say three i think that's a good like estimate lastly what's for breakfast in the morning they can tell this quiz is american because i haven't got an option for a fry up um what do i want out of this pancakes avocado i think avocado toast no that that's like posh i was gonna say that's the closest to like a fry up but it's actually like the most like elite so i'm gonna go for it's a cereal right guys so you heard it here first apparently my star sign should be a taurus or scorpio you have a creative mind that is true you probably have a few artistic hobbies also true You're patient and okay with waiting for things in this life. Semi-true. You have big goals for yourself, and you push yourself every day so you can reach them. Eh, I don't know. That's what I mean. I don't know how much to think into this, guys, if I'm being honest. Like, like you know what's more interesting is Vedic astrology. Like, my girlfriend's mum does that, and that's, like, all to do with, like, the exact time at which you were born i think this is the problem that i have with um zodiac signs right so obviously it's dependent on what what day you're born on right and it's split up into like is it 12 or 13 i think like 12 and i'm just a bit like how are you about to tell me that like if you're born in a certain time a certain like group in a certain it's basically a month if you're born within the space of a month everyone in that month has like the same qualities the same traits like whatever then immediately afterwards the same and again and again i'm just like i just don't buy into it like that's just my personal opinion um like me and my sister are both libras and we're very different people so i i just don't really like go with that to be honest this is why like vedic astrology like i was saying is a lot more interesting because that's actually based on the exact time at which you're born which obviously is reducing it a lot more i am also like what what do the zodiac signs and all this like think about time zones right because like so someone could be born in at one time two people could be born at the same time one in like in. Um, america and one in like japan right and one of them could be one star sign and one of them could be the other because of the time it is where they are i'm just like i don't know man there's just too many loopholes for me personally but i'm not really selling the whole idea of zodiac signs but like i said before this um ep that we've got coming up is like a personal favorite of mine that we've had on the show like I have, like I said, I've liked all the music that we've played um, on the show, but this is the first one where it's kind of been exactly my type of vibe, and that's why I am really just excited to play it, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you, like I'm doing it right now, like I'm selling it, because I actually do really like it. So... On that note, let's get into the Hera EP. Um gonna be doing this for the next hour and yeah, I'll see you on the other side. So first of all, just going back to like your actual name. So obviously I can see from your Zoom name, like I'm presuming is that so Hera, obviously I think diamond, right? I think that's what it means. Yeah, so yeah. like is how come you went with that for your stage name?
1: Um so here is actually my um my family name. So it's um my surname on my dad's side. Um and and yeah, man, I just think over the years I'd have a I'd had a bunch of other names and tried a few different things, but this one just felt the most authentic and the most natural. And it was a bit of a coming of age, really. It was like the perfect time to choose that name because I was at a point in my kind of music career where I was ready to be a front man and I was ready to just, you know go full force with an artist project, which I hadn't really done before. I was kind of doing it half-heartedly, but, um, yeah, man, um, that's the main reason I was born with the name. Um, it was just just time to embrace it. And I think, um, obviously instead of two E's, I I added two threes and I I think that was just Mm -hmm. mainly down to style, stylization and Google ability basically. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: it makes sense. Yeah. So, um, Obviously, I've, like, spoken to you before and know that you're from um, Stoke-on-Trent originally. So how is it, Stoke-on-Trent? Because the thing is that um, my dad actually works, like, Crew, crew which area so i know oh, okay. it vaguely i'd also stoke on trent if you don't know Waterworld. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you, water like, world <laughs> literally though actually my younger sister actually broke her hip you know you know in the one where you go like round around and, and drop through yeah she, yeah, came yeah, up, yeah she came out of that and like fell out and broke her hip so oh. haven't, haven't been there since but Man, that was still. Twister. that was twister right i think it's called twister yeah. um no, that yeah. was sick though
1: big up water world i don't know if it's shut down at the moment. Um. But, yeah, man, Stoke is Stoke, is Stoke you get me? Um, looking outside now, it's uh, not so cloudy. Bit of sunshine, um, which isn't normal, I'll be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I mean, growing up here, it's, it's a bit of a weird one, I think, especially when you're a creative. It can be, you know, frustrating um, when you're first kind of coming up. Um, at, at least at first, I found it difficult because I didn't have really... Many people around me that were doing the same thing, so it it was frustrating to, you know, create to collaborate. It wasn't really happening, and then it's only now, which is amazing. I know we spoke about this um, in the in the in the last few weeks. Like, there is a couple of new artists coming through. There's, uh, you know, a couple of rappers, uh, singers, just musicians in general and creatives. And I think just because of, is it they call it like they call it Gen Z, right? Um, the younger yeah 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 yeah. yeah. because of these because of these lot um you know we're finally getting kids coming through who want to just be a bit different do something that's a little bit out of the ordinary at least for you know small working class town like like this Mm. um but I've always said you know for 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 all the bad things you know it's 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 a it's a half decent place to grow up you know Mm. um it's quiet and, you know, you can just go about your business. Um, and in terms of its location, it's pretty decent as well because we're smack bang in the middle of, of the UK. So, you know, yeah. Birmingham, Manchester, even London, like it, it's not that far from us. So
0: so going back to what you were saying just now about um, Gen Z, so you definitely consider yourself millennial then?
1: Yeah, 100%. I was born in the 90s, yeah. so um, yeah. I, I think i read somewhere um, on a thread or a meme and it was like it was to do to do with, you know, that generation of kids who are like the last to play out, but also the first to like jump on the Internet. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I'm kind of like I'm not I'm not exactly that I was a little bit after, but. Um, I'm kind of like with those guys. So.
0: I don't. Know, I feel like it is because we like we saw like we we didn't grow up surrounded by like technology. We, it wasn't like people everyone had phones like sort of exactly. thing. Whereas kids like I think, for example, like my youngest sister, who's maybe like five years younger, like I feel like that generation actually did like for real see like they were surrounded by screens from such a young age. So yeah, which is like... Fabulous and all that it's 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 weird to think about but then also like that's probably contributed towards what you were saying about um this actual like determination and feeling that i can upload like stuff onto the web therefore even though i'm in somewhere like stoke on trend which isn't exactly the best location in terms of like um accessibility to music i can put it online and then people can find me and support me if they want to sort of thing
1: exactly exactly and i think that's just that's the most important thing about music and the best thing about music is that like because it's accessible worldwide especially with the new age of of streaming and stuff like my 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 um, kind of most listened to um parts of the world um you know where people listen to me the most um it's just like it's just places you just wouldn't believe you know what i mean so i mean mainly i think it's the us um and nowhere near like stoke-on-trent isn't even in like the top Hmm. 25 which is i mean maybe people from Stoke need to start supporting me a bit more but um <laughs> yeah,
0: nah, it's, yeah, all, it, do. It,
1: it's all good man i think i think with me it's a bit different because i've been like i'm in between cities anyway obviously lockdown it's put um put a damper on things but usually like i'm in london quite a lot um i'm in manchester um and liverpool because i've got just a circle of kind of collaborators and, and friends that that are in those areas so um I guess my base is here, but but when it comes to work and, and music and whatever, um, yeah, I'm usually just on the move, man. So, sure. yeah, but but like yeah, like you say, the the the, the streaming age now is just helped to be, you know, it's 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 just marketing within within itself. Like it's it's so easy for you to be heard in every corner of the of the world. It's just you know, make, like taking the right steps to ensure that um you are getting out there. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man. It's been a good couple of months releasing music so far, so uh, I'm not
0: complaining. What you're saying about like Manchester, Liverpool, London, etc. So, do you have any particular artists that you're like rating with, or collaborate, or have like collaborated with in the past that you rate? And also, like outside of that, who would you say like your inspirations are?
1: Okay, so um, I think especially with like Manchester is just kind of a home from home, like. Uh, I've got a lot of friends that moved there for uni and stuff and just stayed there. Um, and then obviously, when we could visit and stuff, we're, we're always there. Um, in terms of music, um, are you, you must be on to July 7th.
0: July 7th, yeah, right? um, yeah, yeah. I think I, he released something on. He dropped
1: a new track called Slow Motion, I think. it. Mm. Um, yeah. And he dropped a sick video to it. Um, but me and July, like, we've just, we've kind of been like in touch over the last few years and. Um, where I think we're finally getting around to collaborating, do you know, one of those relationships that's just like really natural, like we've never forced it. We're always keeping each other in the loop. But, um, you know, I think I think we're both at a point now where, where we're ready to kind of collaborate, because I think me and him would do some amazing stuff. Um, And then obviously uh, Manchester's got like IMDDB, who I've always been on to. Um, uh, and then there's a couple of amazing, like really talented uh, songwriters and stuff as well. Like I've previously collaborated with um, Danny from a, from a group called The Six. I don't know if you're onto them. Um, they're, like right. a song, they're like a songwriting group. Um, and there's a dude called Pablo there as well, um, who's involved with them. And uh, yeah, we did some like sessions in the past, like maybe past couple of years, but um, they're onto really good things. They're, they're like making kind of chart-topping to- chart topping music. They've been involved with, with some really big hits over the past few years. So um, it was cool to work with them. And then just generally outside of Manchester, there's Liverpool. Um, I've got uh, a few good friends, really. Um, the Mike Lowry boys, mm. um, Hazard, who's a producer who just produced my um, most recent single, Complicated. And then um, an artist called Raheem, who's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good as well. And they're, they're my mates, really. So, um, you know, um, and then London. London's always good to go to because you meet so many new people. Um, I've been good friends with M&EK for a long time, and I'm sure you're on. Today. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But since yeah. we were since we were like teenagers, man. So um, obviously, you've seen what he's gone on to do, and we've got we've yeah. actually got a lot of music that we've done together, but it's just never come out. So, um, That's mad. Yeah, man. Now, because so.
0: honestly, like Emenike is probably one of like a personal inspiration of mine, just because I can see how much they're able to like perfect their craft and like just like how much like and i think it's nice as well to see someone who's not only behind the scenes like they're also like there's a you can put a face to the name sort of thing like they've done so much outside of that and just generally yeah. a big fan
1: exactly like his 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 pen is is unbelievable um obviously he had been involved in some of the greatest hits over the past probably decade the guy's been going since he was since he was out of the womb man it's crazy um <laughs> and his artist project is brilliant as well um and i feel it's slightly underrated if i'm being totally honest i don't think yeah his agreed project, i don't think his artist project has really reached the heights that we would have all liked to have seen it achieve but i mean it's still early days for him considering you know um yeah. he's got he's got a long a long few years ahead of him and as a songwriter i feel like he'll be doing it until 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 the end so you know uh, fantastic talent and yeah really brilliant (laughs) guy as well like really sick guy man he's a top guy
0: obviously you've talked just now about like a lot of people who you're like friends with or collaborated with and would you say that you get your inspiration from them or do you get your inspiration from like platinum artists like worldwide sort of thing
1: um do you know what man like especially with when when lockdown happened last year kind of went into this weird zone of not listening to music but creating a lot um and that was a strange that was a strange period for me because i was really like i wasn't being inspired by anything i was just like i was just going with what about right Do you know what i mean um so i've kind of kind of i've kind of continued with that really and it's strange because like my, my mates think i'm weird because like i don't have like a spotify pro account i don't have a sound like i only use soundcloud which is so weird but i don't really listen to music like that and not at least not anymore. Um, but if, if I was to pick my influences, um, I think just naturally over the years, um, one of my biggest or my favourite artists, at least um, one of my favourite artists is Justin Timberlake. Um, and then another one like Frank Ocean. But he's, I guess like I love him for his, for his writing ability. Um, and then, i would say they're like the main two that stick out right now but um i'm constantly like being inspired by by anything doesn't have to be you know like a multi-platform artist um and it doesn't have to be someone who i collaborate with it's just it's just a natural thing you can find music wherever these days like we mentioned so um i just try to i just try to keep it moving man um who out who else is there like i'm really into um kind of the toronto sound um, you know, like the dark kind of wave rap RB sort of thing, mm-hmm. like The weekend, Drake, Party Next Door. That's really, that's probably my favorite bag in terms of like where I want to be as an artist, I would say, because um, mm-hmm. I, I can see myself like being in that world. I feel like I, I thrive the most in that world. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also artists like Zayn, again, who's kind of like, I feel like if he wasn't in one direction, I feel like he would definitely be associated with that kind of calibre of artist the kind of because uh, considering the music that he makes um yeah. for me it's very it's very in line with what with what I want to do anyway so um, and yeah. what I am doing really especially the stuff that hasn't come out yet um yeah. very very similar but but yeah I'd say I'd say they're the kind of main main guys that that are in rotation when in the, in the music top so yeah considering I'm releasing every two weeks for the rest of the year, I feel like I might need some fresh <laughs> ideas. So Whoa. there's one, eh? There's one.
0: But wait, we re- rewind every two <laughs> weeks the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whoa. So I'll put it in my bio, but I feel like no one's really clocked. Um, I put it across my socials and basically that was the plan for this year because we know like we know how kind of Spotify and streaming centric this this kind of game is now. Um, so it's like, but it's all about algorithms and all this nonsense, right? So to please the algorithm and, and considering because I'm a, I'm a songwriter and producer as, as well, and we'd obviously pitched countless demos, so many big artists, and we'd had so many big artists cut our song and never put them out. And it's just exhausting, man. Like, it's really exhausting. It's like, when are you going to catch your break at a certain point? Where, you know, you just got to keep cracking on. So I realised last year, I was like, I've got so many demos on this hard drive. And the world is never going to hear him. So I was like, sat down with my manager Eddie, and we were just like, let's just figure out a strategy. And we was like, you've got so many, let's just do it. This kind of the Russ strategy. I don't know if you're onto that, but the American rapper Russ, obviously, uh, at some point in his career before he kind of got big, he was releasing like a song every week for like a whole year. Now that's that's quite with it. That's outside of my means. I can't do that. But I thought the next best thing was do, do a song every two weeks and then, like, kind of package. Because the thing is, for me, it's important that, okay, in today's day and age, a lot of artists are dropping singles. And, 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 I, and I get that because, especially the newer artists, there's not really much point at putting out a project because it's like, who's going to listen to it sort of thing, especially without kind of doing the build up to it and whatnot. So for me, it was like, okay, I want to be a project artist long term. I feel like all the best artists in the world make project um so i was like let me drop let me drop a certain amount let me drop x amount of songs that are sonically kind of within the same world similar and then once they're out we'll just package it kind of as a project and 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 kind of push it once more and put it out there as a body of work so people can actually see how each individual piece of of the jigsaw as such fits together and that's that's the most important thing to me because I've dropped six singles now since January 15th and we're not, we've just like touched what are we mid March now? So I've dropped six singles and then alone, they all sound great on their own or whatever, but when they're packaged together in in the order that they're supposed to be in, if you listen to those, like it just changes the experience completely. And I think that was really the goal for this year. So yeah, man, lots and lots of music.
0: That's obviously what you've done in terms of this Virgo EP. So I think I saw in your story yesterday, 9th of April, right? 9th That's, of
1: April, yeah.
0: So is that going to be the six singles you've already released, released again as a unit? Just Yeah, no, basically. No other no, songs, just, just those six, right? No,
1: we were thinking about kind of maybe putting in a bonus song or something, um, but I think the, the main reason for it is just to, like, yeah, basically package it with new artwork and stuff and, and kind of really... Kind of unveil like the hero project because i feel like a lot of people will hear the music kind of passively but a lot of the time like, if people see a project for whatever reason they might be more inclined to just you know listen to the whole thing like that um i know that kind of contradicts what i was saying about like releasing singles and whatnot but um i just feel like if, if they've been watching passively and they might see the package. They might be like, "Okay, let's actually like dive into it now," because that's how I am. I don't really listen sure. to the singles when they when they drop like a, a big album or, or a mixtape or whatever it may be. Then I'm, I'm 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 tuned in. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe that's just my my thinking. But but either way, like I just wanna I want to put it out as Bodywork because that's who I want to be as an artist. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I know it. It's kind of like it's kind of like you're giving people something that they've already had anyway. But it's 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 just more of a case of packaging it and 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 you know just having it there and letting it breathe as well because obviously doing it doing a song every two weeks it can get exhausting so it's like don't want to keep dropping singles every two weeks and then kind of one week it's this from this EP and then two weeks later it's from the next batch so it's like it's important to break it up in between um, sure. and that's why that that the, from the last single complicated on April is it ninth? It is the ninth. <laughs> on April ninth, we'll just drop the project with the artwork, et cetera, and just and just create create the conversation around that. Um, and, and really encourage people to get back into project listening. I think that's the main that's my main <laughs> goal anyway, because it's like we spend so many hours as musicians and writers and producers, we spend so much time on these things. And we we're creating we're creating with this kind of thing in mind, with the project in mind and the way it should flow and the way it sounds sonically and just everything from the details, from like the transitions at the end of the song into the next song, like you'll find on this project, it's glued together like that. And I I, I spent a stupid amount of time perfecting it. And I just want people to kind of share the same enthusiasm but, that I have for projects like that. So yeah, man, that, that's the main goal. But we'll see if it works, probably won't because people people are consuming quick these days but you know that's just that's just who i am so
0: but yeah. now i think like with regards to these six singles obviously like complicated mm-hmm. um, the anecdote yeah. um in this room intimate say i don't mind like i wouldn't say any of them are like necessarily fillers i think because you've done like six obviously as yeah. it's more of an ep i think that is more of a even if we're not thinking about it being strategic, like that is automatically more people are going to like actually continue listening to that. Because I think they're all like a similar vibe, but I wouldn't say you get like bored listening to them. They're all like, they're all similar enough, but also different enough that you wouldn't be like, oh, this is just the same thing over again. Because yeah. some artists kind of like dupe our music and you're just like, this literally sounds exactly the same. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, formula, the formula. The yeah. formula. But um, those six singles. So, I can you give us like an exclusive on like what order they're meant to be in, or do you have to wait till the ninth to know that? Uh,
1: no, nah, I mean, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that great. Um, what's the word, man? I'm generous in itself. So.
0: Oh, um, thank you.
1: but like, wait, you know what? I can't even remember the order. I think, I think it goes, <laughs> I think it goes in this room, intimate. I don't mind, uh, Virgo, short anecdote, and then say uncomplicated. Um, I think that makes the most sense. I know we, me and me and Eddie, my manager, we spent we spent a while kind of figuring it out. He was like, "I think this should go here, this should go here," but I was like, "This is what I set out on from the start." So, um, yeah, I think that order makes the most sense, and and you'll hear it like when when it's transitioning, it it, it really does seamlessly flow, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm really happy with with the way it's turned out, and and going back to what you said with regards to like you know, the formula and artists kind of sounding the same. I think it was it was a point that I've always tried to make is that like you want to keep you want to give people familiarity because that's the most important thing as an artist. Like you need a brand or a sound as such, but you want to keep it fresh every single time because otherwise people will just kind of pigeonhole you into a category that you might not necessarily want to be in. So it's like my thing is R&B and other. That's what I call it, because it's like, it's like the basis of it is R&B and it always will be because that's who I am and that's what I grew up on. But like Say and Complicated, they're more kind of like they're Afro-inspired and and elements of like dancehall.
0: i got a bit of like trap from some of them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, like I Don't Mind as well, especially that's just like a straight up banger. Um, And then in this room, in this room is more of like, it's kind of a modern take on, on like old school R&B really. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, especially with the guitars in that song, like just the progression that they're playing, it's like, it feels nostalgic. And then you've got the mix of, of like, the kind of old school, but new school drums as well. There's just a mishmash of like so many different influences and, and, and time eras. Um, And that's just reflective of, of, of what I listened to growing up and who I was inspired by, who my influences were like as producers, writers, you know? Um, so yeah, man, I think that's, that, that. yeah, that's it.
0: I think one thing that's like quite signature to your sound is probably like your falsetto. And like, I have to say like, like doing this interview now. I was fully expecting your voice to like be a bit higher, but like yeah, you're yeah. full on like, like <laughs> quite low. I was on like, how is this like working? Like proper northern lad, proper northern lad. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> do you know I don't what? I don't understand like how how do you manage like to do that?
1: I, I'll tell you I'll tell you something quite interesting now, basically. Um so I only really started singing what, what are we? So we're 21. Honestly, I can say I got comfortable with my voice around 2017, 2018. So it wasn't even that long ago. Uh, it was like three or four years ago. Where I was like, okay, cool, I'm a singer now. But prior to that, it was like a case of because I was coming out as a writer and producer first and foremost. I was writing songs for other people and whatnot, and I was kind of, I would demo them, obviously. But like, you don't care what your demo sounds like as long as you can get across the 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 feeling and the idea. You don't care. But eventually you you start realizing like like because it's a muscle just like like everything else like if you exercise it like naturally it just gets better bigger and what whatnot so funnily enough the falsetto was kind of it was like the strongest element of my voice when i first started out anyway and i don't know why um because i really actually struggle as, as a vocalist with my kind of lower register especially when you're kind of you know elongated notes and whatnot like the lower register for, for whatever reason isn't like my strongest um and it's kind of like the mid register is, is is what it is but the falsetto just really shines through and i feel like i feel like it's because not many people can do it <laughs> and um like when i listen to like some of my favorite artists whether it's a conscious decision to make sure that on every record they're within similar registers so it's like familiarity for the listener i don't know if that's a conscious decision um but I've noticed that not not many people, especially male vocalists, I don't hear it. I don't hear it very much. Um mm-hmm. I know going back to like Zayn, Zayn has a really good falsetto, The Weekend just has an amazing dreamy voice as it is. Um but there's not many male vocalists, like for example, I love Bryson Tiller, but I know mm-hmm. what I'm gonna hear when before I click on hearing his song. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: So yeah, it's like, true actually, because like he's got quite like a high register, but I don't think I've ever heard him go into his head voice. or yeah, like um, also, exactly. Yeah.
1: And I just think maybe it's a case of people aren't confident enough with it or maybe it's just like, it just doesn't sound good. Because I mean, yeah, you can hit a high note, but it doesn't sound good because like that's the thing and, and that's the balance you have to find with it because I'm glad you've picked up on the full set. Like it, it, it actually means a lot because <laughs> obviously I took my time on it, but um, there's a time and place for it, I think is basically what I'm trying to say because like when you hear it too much, you're just kind of like falsetto again. Okay. Because it's not it's not necessarily the only thing that, that really? I can do. But I just feel like, you know, if the if the feeling's correct on the on the particular song that you're working on or then then totally go for it. In this room though in particular, yeah. um yeah. that was kind of I'd say it was an kind of an accident because really I was going into that chorus like just when I was demo demoing it, I wasn't doing it falsetto. Um, but you always test it because it, it it makes for a way more powerful chorus if it if it's done correctly. And I was making sure because of the key that it was in, if I was at the top of at the top of that, that range, if I was going to be able to hit it, because an octave lower, much easier, an octave mm. higher, a bit of a different story. So um, you know,
0: a lot of takes for that. That's all I can say. <laughs> but uh, I'm just thinking, like, if you had would like done that like because the th- thing about in this room which is really good is that it is this kind of upwards trajectory like starts of the verses low pre-choruses like literally going up and then the chorus is all like in a high register if you'd done that and then the chorus gone back down i feel like that literally wouldn't have had the same effect so it's definitely like good that you were able to do that i feel yeah
1: yeah definitely and it like you say it does kind of grow um as the song goes on, um, especially with like more backing vocals and things like that, the second pre has like a really nice kind of quiet thing if you listen closely, um, which I was really proud of. It took me ages, <laughs> um, but I love little details like that. And then on the kind of the second chorus, I, I got I have an ad lib where I go into the chorus where it's like it's it's the same octave as the as the chorus, but it's my chest voice, and I had to i had to do so many takes for that it's only a slight detail but Mm -hmm. i wanted to see if i could push it and push it thankfully i didn't injure myself or anything but yeah it was it was mad trying to get up there um but but again it just all makes for you know a good song man and that's the thing i'm i'm big on on attention to detail like that i've always been like that maybe it's because i've got ocd somewhat i don't know but um like that, that's, I'm massive on it in anything. It could be music. It could be like the videos that we're making for the songs and just mm-hmm. anything in general. Like it needs to be A1 and mm-hmm. like at the end of the day you're spending time on it. So why not take the time to iron out the things that make it better or whatever.
0: I was going to come onto the videos actually. So like, obviously you put out two for this um, EP and I think in line with the artwork as well, there's this overarching, theme of quite a, like psychedelic colors sort of thing is there any particular reason for that or is it just because it like kind of fits with it um i think i think just naturally i think
1: i've just kind of always been into that kind of stuff because i i actually did graphic design at, at college and i was going to go and study it at uni um but then i ended up deferring and jumping onto music so that's a different story but um because I've kind of always had this affinity for for good artwork and just stuff that is just yeah just it's provocative you know it's 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 not really something that you see especially in the UK I feel like and and this is no shade on anyone but I'm seeing like I don't know why I'm seeing so many artworks with cartoon versions of the artist I don't know if you're onto that if you've seen yeah art like artists. now you mention it <laughs> and like don't get me wrong like it was great but like I'm seeing it a lot and I'm just like do you guys go all go to the same designer or what so <laughs> for me it was like I want to just like because the artwork for me is is mad important and like i I spend time because I actually like i do it all myself so like I spend time on that and I want it to look. Visually, a certain way. So I'm glad that you picked up on it, and the the videos, yeah, they, they have to kind of somewhat be in line with that. And um, I think it's just mainly down to it is personal preference and personal taste. But at the same time, yeah, I just I just love weird trippy stuff, man. And I think I think I think it does go well with the music. I th- I think at least, mm. especially the more kind of darker cuts, um, and like you know, with the In This Room video, shout yeah. out to um to New Body um the guys who directed it and and edited it. Um like they just kind of captured exactly, you know, what I wanted to do because that's how that's how kind of far deep um I'm involved with like process because um I I go to I go to people with treatments. Like I don't ask them for it. I I already write what I want in the video and Mm -hmm. it's there. And I think that's just you kind of gotta be it's almost like your project is like a whole cinematic experience. That's how I see it. Like it's gotta be firing from all cylinders and all aspects. And that's kind of I, I think I'll I'll be like till till you know till I start making music. So um
0: yeah, man. So I like, say obviously the video for that um was I'd say I want to say like simplistic I think simplistic in the sense that it's all like kind of in the same room but um obviously it's more like the added effects and the colors and the transitions etc that's kind of making it like just a general like kind of like trippy experience sort of thing yeah but then we come to in this room and that is definitely like watching that I could tell like not not even just like what was happening but also like the um editing as well like to the beat of the music sort of thing. You mm-hmm. could definitely tell what's going on. And I think I also wanted to discuss as well, obviously in this room, things get a bit heated mm-hmm. and like in, in the song as well. And I wanted to like talk about that as well because um I think when we first played in this room manga masala it was um alongside um I think Salmon Prit I don't know if you know them but they'd released a song called Smoke and Mirrors and that was also like kind of like a slow gem sort of thing and listening to your music in general it is very um sexually open like very promiscuous like sort of thing. like mm-hmm. not like saying it as it is and I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on that and how that's been obviously as a um South Asian artists. Like, first of all, if you don't mind me asking that, what what is your ethnic background? So I'm Punjabi, Mm. predominantly. And then we have on my mother's side some uh ancestry in the Middle East. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like obviously doing what you've been doing, like great music, obviously good content, and this day and age everyone is like it's fine with that. But how has it been obviously making this type of music coming from a South Asian background? Um I think yeah like at first
1: when I thought about it like I did I did have my reservations about being so open um, but you see like especially in particular with my with my parents and my family like you know we're really kind of just laid back people in general regardless of, 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 of creed and whatnot and, and caste and, and and race and religion and what and the rest of it you know um, so with that being said and family being so forward thinking themselves like i just didn't really see it as an issue i think with with hero with the project like the whole point of me doing it and and me going by a name that is obviously close to my heart and i was just like well you've just got to be yourself because (laughs) the stuff i'm saying in songs like okay it might be kind of romanticized slightly and it might be stylized to fit you know themes of a song but a lot of it is just the way i am like know i don't say stuff in there that doesn't happen do you know what i mean so it's like it's just a true reflection of who i am and i thought at the same time a lot of it will be inspired by others and artists that i i am fond of um but at the same time like i call it pleasure center music in it and i think i think that's the probably the best way to describe it um it's very it is very sexually open and very sexually charged i mean you know you try to find a nice balance because i don't want to be one of those guys who's just talking about sex all the time or drugs yeah or all these different things because i feel like my my music and kind of who i am as a writer in general is just like so far beyond that as it is um but at the same time it, it goes back to that you know the familiarity and, and, and kind of and stamping your brand really and kind of establishing you know what you're gonna be kind of talking about for the years to come. And I think throughout the six songs, I think there's a good a good kind of balance of of just kind of different subject matter. I think yeah. Virgo, I think Virgo, the, the the short anecdote, I think that's a real kind of that was almost a freestyle when I was doing it. And I feel like that comes across because it's just, it's, it's, it's almost the way it is rhythmically. It's kind of like a rapper would do it um, and the rhyme scheme and the cadence or whatnot. But um, that, that song there in particular, I think that that song kind of embodies all those different things. Um, it, it it has the, it has the content. It has the kind of sexual stuff. It has this really like endearing part towards the end of it where it's like, oh dude's sad <laughs> do you know what I mean so um I, I just want to be provocative and I want to create feeling and evoke emotion that's the most important thing whether it is sexually charged whether it is this that the other you know and I think at the, at the
0: end of the day music is about a feeling and that's all I want to create you know no I think like with like for example I'd say probably in this room is maybe like the most um out there song like Explicit, in regards- yeah, yeah but even then it's not like I mean obviously people want to do that it's up to them like in terms if they want to be like quite explicit throughout the whole thing but it's kind of like you kind of push the boundaries you kind of like drop drop it in here and there and i think especially in line with the video but there's nothing that's like it's it's not like really extreme like you know what yeah. i mean i feel like that's nice it's kind of it's like pushing the boundaries but not like overdoing it so like, yeah. it's like it's nice to like see that like balance sort of thing
1: and that's important, especially, like, not overdoing it. I feel at least anyway, because then, I mean, my mum can't listen to my music then, can not she? <laughs> but it's one of them, like, I, I do clock them listening to it now and then, you know, because really? the thing is, I should never have told her I was releasing music this regularly because I'm very – people don't believe me when I say it, but as an artist and as a person, I'm quite, like, quite closed. So it's like, this is my – this is just for me, really. Okay, I want to be an artist, and I'm putting it out there which kind of contradicts what i'm saying but it's like i'm just putting it out there for people to just have have a piece of me basically and it's like i i I walked in the house one night and i heard in this room as i come in and then i I heard my mum whisper to my dad and she was like (laughs) I like, (laughs) i made it i made it clear i made it clear that i was like yo you you two can listen to my music as much as you want just i don't want to be there for it because It's just it makes me cringe slightly, and I don't know why that is. Um, It's just Mm. like. It's strange because it's such an intimate thing, because these are things that are thoughts from your mind that make their way through a computer and they get recorded and then it's just kind of where I'm sitting now. It's kind of where I where I where I do all my stuff man. and it's just a room in my house. So it's like it's so strange that to think that this is finalized as something that travels all the way across the world and 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 you know
0: yeah in this room yeah in this room exactly
1: in this room so um yeah in this room this is where the magic happens it's where in this room was made and yeah it's 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 just one of those things that like i I love talking about music if people are asking me about it and stuff especially like in in these instances but um yeah man if if people like kind of i hear my music unexpectedly i'm like yeah, <laughs> it, it, I think it's just gonna take getting some used to and stuff, but um, yeah, man, it's it, it's all part and parcel.
0: So from the Virgo EP, um, would you say you have a favorite track from that?
1: Or oh, yeah, I I I know everyone. It's dead cliche, but I'd probably say I love them equally. But I think the song that I couldn't stop playing is in this room. I think, um, but I love Virgo. The, the short anecdote for for it's it's just it's just so stripped back and it sounds like it's from the 60s so uh, that's kind of i think that those two i think they embody kind of the sound that i want to take going forward you know but again like saying complicated they they, they are very important to me as well just because it's the dance factor too you know like you know everyone loves having a good time and even though i I feel like this ep in the majority of it is it's kind of a darker way but there's lighter shades in between um i would say at least i think it was important to have those songs in there because even though say a lot of people would say to me that that say was more of a summer song but i actually don't hear it that way i hear it as like colder winter kind of even though it's dancier i just hear it more a a darker sort of song for whatever reason and and the same Mm -hmm. with complicated even though it does have the summer factor like i guess it's because they were made in in the kind of colder winter darker months so maybe that's that's what it is but yeah i think it's i think every song serves its purpose and i think every song needs to be exactly where it is um yeah man
0: any um desire in your part like in terms of like live performing and again like in terms of like Put in, maybe like performing the good cool EP like for an actual audience sort of thing.
1: Yeah, um, in the sense of what, in, in the times that we are or just like moving forward, like when we get As in like,
0: yeah, like a desire to do that like once we're able would to. It, it, yeah, thing.
1: well, I think that's another thing that I have to get comfortable with in the sense of being an artist because like, as I mentioned up to this point, it's kind of like it almost been a blessing in a, in a weird way. The fact that I haven't had to do that or put myself out of my comfort zone as such, because performing isn't necessarily something that would come natural to me, um, because I've never really done it before like that. But I think I think just, it, it, it's, it's not an insecurity because it's like, well, you know, you can do it. It's just going out there and, and, and doing it really um and of course that'll come with like it's it's issues or you know certain things that you can iron out and get better at but that just comes with practice and time but a live show experience is definitely something that i want to put together because i feel like we could really do something special something that's just kind of off kilter a little bit left not necessarily something that you'd be used to seeing before and i think that all kind of links back to the way that the, the the videos are the way that the artwork is the visualizers and, and all that stuff that so, so, you know establishing the brand and i feel like it wouldn't just be a live performance experience it'd be like a complete like cinematic kind of thing um IMAX, yeah, IMAX vibe. max five <laughs> not just a projector against the wall um yeah. it'd be something quite special so i think it would It would take a lot of thinking time and it would take quite a lot of manpower maybe to put it together as to what i'm envisioning but um yeah i I, it's what i want to do i think i think the music will come across best if it was performed live with an experience you know Mm -hmm. um so hopefully hopefully we can get that together once once things are back up and running again somewhat definitely definitely
0: thanks for joining me today um it's been a pleasure talking to you and just to reconfirm Virgo EP is out on the 9th of April yeah yeah man 9th of April that's the one bro thank you for having sure. me by the way man really enjoyed nah. it ah same and where can people find you if they want to go listen to your music or follow you um here on Spotify H33RA
1: and then the same on Twitter uh, Instagram I shall come up um but it's H33RA and two underscores Two underscores guys so, two underscores uh, two underscores that's
0: me yes and you can now stream and download the full virgo ep by hero on all platforms so make sure to go and do that also if you want to watch the full interview that we had with hero we also talked a bit about TikTok, a bit about post lockdown plans that sort of thing that video will be up on our youtube later this evening um, so, yeah, make sure to go give us a follow on all our socials at Mango Masala Radio or at Mango Masala MCR on Twitter. And yeah, we will see you next week. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And yeah, this has been Gerns. Mango Masala, speak to you later.